Hello, good morning, good morning. How we doing? Doing well. Doing well. Let's go. What's up, Toby? Hey, man. Nice to be on. Thanks for having me. As a co-host, I was excited about these two projects, so I wanted to be in on it. Yeah, we got some uh, some banger Aptos projects on today. I'm looking forward to these two as well. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having us on. Looking forward to it. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure, for sure, for sure. Morning, Toby. Morning. Hey. Good morning, Bulan. How you doing, Bulan? Doing great, man. How's your rank? Yeah, I can't complain. Busy, busy as usual, doing collab stuff, but that's the name of the game. The never-ending grind. Yeah, well, it's an exciting time, right? Like, Abdo's uh, blown up. It's I love that hype when there's, you know, people are all working and there's all this excitement coming up. It's busy, but it, it's great, right? And that's, you know, where you oh, yeah. sometimes see that innovation coming out, new projects, all that type of stuff. I love it. Yeah, man, that's definitely what we, we all prayed for, you know, like peak bull run hype kind of stuff. Yeah, it really feels like that again. I mean, it's it's been a little quiet for the last little while, but this whole Aptos, Aptos movement has, has really got me going again. I love it. Just trying to get all these whitelists and stuff like that, trying to catch up with other projects. Which projects have you guys uh, gotten spots for so far? Ooh, I've honestly gotten most of the ones I've, I've really got my eyes on. Um, Bro Bears. Definitely one uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I don't know if you guys caught their talent show last night, but that was that was a really good time. Um, no, and that was that, that talent show was insane, man. I think just four <laughs> hours. Oh, I missed it. Who won? Um, what did they do well. Basically, they had. I'm pretty sure they had 125 people come up and show their talent, and I'm pretty sure like most of them ended up getting a whitelist for it. Um, but it was it was funny. It was really funny. Were people trying there. to rap and sing and exactly? And, yeah, lots of singers. Yeah. Oh, there's there's Sham, the man himself. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll get right into the spaces here. Um, yeah, so welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Anti Social Show, and today we're joined by Silva NFT and the Bulan NFT. Some upcoming Aptos projects. Uh, looking forward to learning more about them today. And um, we also have Toby up as a co-host today. Uh, he's one of the ASAG guys, and he's also working with Mingos. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Um, so I guess I just want to start off. Uh, maybe if uh, the guys from Silva and Bulan could just give a quick little introduction. Say hi, sure. say uh, who's speaking, whatnot. Sure, yeah, yeah. What's jump up, right guys? in. Yeah, my name's Sam, uh, co-founder of Insilva. Um, we're about six full-time core team members, and a couple of them are here today, I believe. But uh, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to scroll through our feed. But you know, we uh, the I'd say the motto of our project, the tagline of our project, is we're uh, a dual-dimension uh, Web three brand, meaning we have physical products or physical clothing, streetwear items that are tied to NFTs. Um, and we're really going to take advantage of, of what Aptos offers in terms of the dynamic NFT capabilities to be able to swap out traits that you buy in real life um, with your avatar traits. So you know, we've, we have some in production. We've, we've made a few you know, prototype T-shirts. We're working on 
the NFC chip, you know, we have a, a product design team working on that now. So, you know, we're in, in full swing of things, but, you know, first and foremost, we, we love our art. We've gotten like nothing but amazing feedback on the art. Um, and I think that's why, you know, at least some of us got into NFTs at the very beginning, right? There was no such thing as utility. If you've been in the space for a while, um, it, it was just, just pure art. Um, but, you know, of course, the space has evolved, innovation has happened, and, and we're trying to build on top of that. That sounds really interesting. I fully realize you guys are doing the whole uh, clothing brand thing as well. So that's really cool to hear. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're not like just merching it out or, you know, this, this is not like band merch stuff. This is high quality. Every shirt is custom cut. You know, we're, we're not taking any shortcuts here. You know, this isn't going to be a Hanes t-shirt with a cheap print on it. You know, we have, uh, you know, some of our items have patches on them, you know, a lot of embroidery. You know, this is the real deal here. You know, we're trying to create, you know, I think there's a, a way to look at it, right? Like we're trying to create this brand and obviously the goal is, uh, you know, it's going to hopefully penetrate the web three space, but to go beyond that. Um, but I think we all know as well that you have to start with your web three base and really get a, get a strong core community. And that's sort of the beauty of web three is that you have this bootstrap community from day one. Um, you know, your holders that hold the NFT and, you know, that's the core, that's your core group or your, your champion, your brand champion. Um, and then hopefully we take this to the next level and, and uh, you know, it becomes, a, you know, synonymous with, with brands that are outside of Web3. Right. Yeah, I think uh, that, that kind of thing there really sets, sets these NFT projects apart. Um, if they can not only do well in Web3, but also branch off into more of a Web2 kind of approach, I think that really sets, sets the projects apart. So exactly. Wish, uh... Yeah. And our designers, uh, you know, we, they're, they have experience in the streetwear web two web two world. I don't even know if you can tie web if you can tie tech to streetwear, but um, you know, the designers are, are familiar with the industry. You know, they, they know what, what works, what does it. So, you know, we, and then we have people on the web three side as well that, that know how to build communities and um, go from there. So our, our team is a hybrid of players and, and I think we're set up for success. Very nice. Well, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. No worries. And then, uh, Fulon, how you doing? You're doing great, man. How's it going? Well, it's, it's going fantastic. It's uh, it's a little chilly here. We got some we got some snow on the ground up here, but you know <laughs> we're uh, we're making it work out here. Uh, the whole Aptos thing. So it's it's good to have you guys on here. Um, you give us a little introduction, little uh, just a quick little summary of what you guys are working on. Who's yeah, speaking? sure. Thank you. Uh, Bulan is actually a you know years long, years long idea of our artist. You know, our artist has been obsessed with African mythology. He's he's we are Africans, like most of us are Africans, and like we've had that idea of like we. We, we consist a, a very large portion of the NFT space and cryptocurrency space. And then yet, you know, there's not enough information about African mythology, like, you know, the Greek mythology or the Nox mythology, talking about Greek gods, Nox god and, and whatnot. So basically, yeah, that's the idea he's had, like throughout his whole theme, his theme age, like around six years now. He has just been obsessed and, you know, writing and then building the whole idea. And then basically, we are just, you know, trying to put everything to life. We're a team of six. 
yeah so um we're trying to create this sort of brand around that so all the gods are unique i think that's that's one thing i love the most about what we're building here it's uh it's a collection of 111 gods with all hand-drawn gods you know no base model no generative art no you know sharing traits or whatnot so um i think the sneak peeks are the most exciting part of the of the project and then basically what we're building yeah is a First off, we'll be building a gallery, sort of, yeah. So the gallery is going to consist of, um, of course, it will display all the art that we build, I mean, that we draw, yeah, and uh, give you lore or descriptions about the the guard itself. So if you've come on our page, you see our website is actually still coming soon. We've been developing that for months now, but then anytime around, any any anytime now, it should be out. So the gallery basically has like descriptions of each god and then also links for you. That's after launch, links for you to, you know, purchase the god. Let's say you like the god, you like the drawing, you like the description, you like, oh, this god was was a, a god of war and you, you kind of like like war team stuff or something. You know, you have a direct link to just go get it on whatever marketplace is listed on. Yeah, so um, I have the gallery. We're also building what we like to call a value-based ranking. It's something that I haven't seen that basically we created the idea from scratch, you know. Um, I don't think it's been done anywhere. So it's kind of like a ranking system. And uh, what it does is like it sorts, it has an additional feature like sorting based on value. Yeah. So on, on Aptos, actually, I think for Mingos, when Mingos launched, how we were checking rarity then was we had that rarity sheet kind of thing. There was no place. I don't think um, so rarity had the what do you call it um had that that ranking stuff where you check your rank and all earlier long so so basically what we're doing is you know kind of like how rare but then has a value-based ranking which is kind of like what i believe is going to blow all your mind so um more on that commission and then of course focusing on uh, you know developing and promoting one-of-one artists within our community a whole lot of information concerning that is coming out very soon. I I feel like I'm talking too much. I don't know. Anytime I talk about Milan, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I I literally don't know how to stop. But yeah, I think that's like a brief summary of, of everything. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Thank you very much. Sounds like uh, I guess if you can't stop talking about it, that means you must be uh, passionate about it. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good things to talk about there too. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah so man. Looks... Yeah, man. I always, I always try to, you know, be conscious of of whatever information I I talk on spaces. Yeah. So, very but that's nice. a that's a pretty detailed summary. Very nice, very nice. Well, I just want to say thank you guys for coming on again today. Uh, we'll get right into uh, a little, go a little more in depth with both you guys' projects here. Um, but I do notice we have Doctor Crypto G just just came up here. What's going on, man? This guy's hey, one of the. Hey. What's up, guys? Hey, nice to see you, fam. Going well, my friends. Going well. Uh, it's a pleasure to have uh, In Silva and Bulan on here, man. How are you guys doing? I came to the conversation a few minutes late. Doing Sir, I've been better late than never. But yeah, doing well. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. YFM, keep it going, brother. I'll just... Uh, I'll just tune in every now and then and join the conversation. Glad great to meet you guys. Sure. Sounds so great. yeah, I, I can build a little bit more on, on top of our project. You know, I, I spoke a little bit about the, the utility and the tech, but 
Um, there's also a pretty deep backstory to, to our collection. Um, you know, first and foremost, we probably spent the last four months plus, um, you know, iterating, iterating, trying to find what works, what doesn't with, with the art and, uh, you know, the artist that, that was on our team that we're working with, he's, he has never worked on a, an NFT project before. So getting him to understand, you know, trait compatibility uh, and all and everything that goes along with that is, was just extremely difficult. And um, just the incompatibilities within the traits. Well, I'll, I'll take a step back. We have close to 300 plus traits in our collection, um, which, you know, if you guys are, you know, have a rough idea, that is an extreme, like a, that is just about as many as any other collection that I know of, especially since we're under 10K. Um, but there are, gosh, you should see the list of the disallowed, like traits that can't go together. It's extremely long. But anyways, the strong, one of the strong suits of our collection, of course, is the art. And the story that goes behind it is, you know, there's a, a planet called Insilva. And the Insilva planet is made up of elves who, you know, it's more of a futuristic, uh, you know, society. And humans had to leave Earth and they come across Insilva, uh, the planet, just out of pure coincidence. Uh, and the elves don't really know what to do with them at first, but they come together and that's sort of where this Insilva brand uh, is made. Like it's, we, we call it the synthesis of cultures. Because um, if you're, you know, familiar with, uh, you know, luxury or streetwear brands, they all have this, this story, this culture, this history. And, you know, since this is a Web3 brand, more of the tech side, you know, sort of our, our solution, since we don't have this rich history and culture, um, is we brought it to life with NFT storytelling in, in essence. Um, so we'll push out some things. You can find a lot of, uh, a little bit of the backstory in our Discord, but we'll push out more. Um, we don't really call it lore. It's more of like the brand history and story. So it's this futuristic slash fantasy uh, synthesis of cultures. And a lot of that is reflected in the designs of our clothing. Um, and just for anybody listening, you know, we, we have... Uh, you know, professional designers who created almost all the clothing designs. Of course, there are some blank and generic designs. Um, but if you go through there, the inspiration of the designs was, is from the story itself. It's very you, interesting. You, would you mind? Because uh, I haven't gotten the chance to go through your Discord yet and, and read some of this stuff. Will you just tell us, uh, tell us one of the stories? Like, give us, give us something that really stands out to you. Um, sure. So, so yeah, we haven't published anything that's like super, super detailed because uh, again, this isn't necessarily a lore driven project. Um, but yeah, I gave you like the general backstory, but the, a, a little bit more depth is, you know, on, on the planet on, on earth, um, you know, basically everything that is happening today that might be, everybody knows it's happening, but we sort of choose to ignore it. Right. Maybe whether you agree or disagree, climate change, the waste of resources, overpopulation, um, economic crises, right? Like there's all of these factors that are sort of bubbling and then one day it just is too late. So a select group of humans leave um, and they're the ones that find themselves on, on the planet of Insilva. Uh, and Insilva itself means, or Silva means forest. And then, you know, in Latin and in is the prefix. So it's into the forest. Uh, and so the Insilva planet is this futuristic forest that, if you take a look at, let me see if I can figure out how to share a tweet. Um, it's been a while since I've done this. 
Which button yeah, do I just, press on Spaces? Um, if you just go onto the tweet you want to share, and okay. then um, press the the share button like you normally would. It should say uh, share tweet with um, the the anti-social show. Um, oh, perfect! Yeah, I just did it. You see that? So, perfect. Yeah, so you can see in the background there if you like, if you really zoom in, um, this you know this futuristic forest. Uh, you have an elf sitting down there with with one of our designs, and then uh, a human with one of the designs as well on the on the T-shirt. Uh, so that this this illustration does a a really really good job of conveying the vibes of of, of the Insilva project. Yeah, that that uh, that post you shared looks looks really cool. Actually, it's super detailed, and um, that's that's kind of what the art for the collection is actually going to look like, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, so this is a different, this is, um, and this was a contracted artist that we had to do this, but, uh, they took the, took our art, which I'll share another one if you don't mind. Yeah. Go uh, for it. Sure. Share as much as you'd like. Sure. Yeah. So this is one of the, the PNGs that's going to become an NFT obviously. So, uh, the hairstyle is the same as the one in, in the first image that I shared. It's actually inspired by a team member's hair. Uh, that's oh, nice. here in real life yeah so that'll be a trait in the collection it'll be super rare because she wants it to be rare and i think it's one of the the better traits in the collection anyway so uh so is, of course go ahead is that the the like white the white hair with the kind of purple on the bottom yes yes it's like a 90 degree flipped uh uh the what's the villain in in the uh 101 dalmatians uh corel Deville. yes that, so That's it's cool. it, yeah in in 101 Dalmatians it's like vertically split black and white but her tips are or the the tips on her hair are black but obviously this is way more fashionable and she'd kill me if I said otherwise but <laughs> but yeah that's one of the you know one of uh, at least the team's favorite traits uh, as far as hair headwear goes and then you, you have some Balenciaga inspired sunglasses of course the the t-shirt design is in-house and the same with the varsity jacket on on the elf there that's very interesting and then kind of my next question leading off of this is um i'm just curious how exactly the nfts will kind of play into the whole um fashion brand like kind of what what the correlation between owning the nft and getting involved with the fashion brand will be sure so all of the the fashion drops are going to have very small limited fashion uh limited drops of the clothing and, um, you know, this isn't 100% set in stone, but, you know, if your avatar owns uh, the item, then you'll have priority into claiming that item um, in real life. And it will be, it'll come in the form of a 3D NFT. And then you're, you're able to swap out the, the traits. So if the first step in this whole long-term vision, right, is owning the NFT allows you participation in claiming and swapping clothing items. You know, like I mentioned previously, we want this to be a way larger brand that is larger that where, the, where we have interest that expands the number of NFT holders in the, in the collection. Um, you know, I always like to say that, you know, people say whenever you're in a new NFT community, they're like, oh, you know, 7,000 is, is a lot, 10,000 is a lot. But if you're really trying to grow your brand and be, you know, have somewhat mass appeal, then that really, that number is pretty small. Um, and I'm not saying that everybody in the world, uh, you know, in, in our 
demographic is going to be interested in this. You know, we're not catering to, to the whole world. We're catering to people who are, you know, streetwear fans, right? Um, but even with that being said, we want to, to not make it super, super exclusive to where an NFT holder has to own it. That's how it will start for claiming. But, um, you know, long-term vision is like, yes, you'll get maybe first in line if you hold an um, Silva NFT, but uh, it's not necessarily going to be a requirement uh, in the long term. Right. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that, that was great. Um, so, so it's kind of it's kind of going to be similar to uh, I don't know. I remember back a few years ago, um, Supreme was really big, and there'd be the Supreme drops, and they drop a limited amount per item or whatever. Exactly. And yes. They'd usually sell out really quick, and then people would go crazy on secondary markets for them. Um, yes, and so that's I won't reveal too much. You know, like definitely every part of what you said there is part of the plan. Um, that, you know, is, that is really cool. Yeah, because we want to be able to track the pro, like the the history of the item, because we understand that there is a a resale market. Uh, you know, for uh, for brands that are are successful and items that hold their value, and you know, the as all of us being, or at least most of us being crypto natives, right? We understand the value of scarcity. Um, so that's definitely going to be worked, worked into the, to the plan. And, and I think with the right marketing push, we definitely have the, the art, the design, uh, have a good marketing team. Um, and with all of the elements of crypto and NFTs, you know, mainly scarcity, exclusivity, community, all of those align very well with the streetwear culture and their community. So right. we think that there's like this seamless sort of, uh, transition, to where if we market the right channels, that this can be something that's integrated, um, that there's a two-way funnel. Um, streetwear users into Web3 and Web3 users into streetwear. Because um, I'll be the first to tell you, I, I definitely uh, was not very, I was not an expert in, in streetwear starting this. Um, and this was sort of like a slight change of direction because we, you know, we had some clothing items and like the physically backed uh tokens is a part of this in its initial concept, but it definitely did not have this streetwear feel and direction that it does now. Um, that's been developed in the last, I'd say three and a half, four months. We've really been working on this for probably over half a year now. Uh, oh. So definitely um, it's, it's gotten me more appreciative of streetwear and I own some stuff now that I, I wouldn't have even considered owning uh, a year ago. So, uh, yeah, that, that's the goal. And, and I think more people will um, appreciate both sides of the things, no matter what side you came from. Yeah. I just had a quick question for you. So, like, there's a couple of ways to do that, right, With, in terms of integrating the NFT into the design. So, like, looking at the sample you gave, are you thinking more like, you know, that would be, let's say that the image would be, like, on a hoodie or something like that? Or are you actually thinking about, like, the outfit that that person is wearing, like let's say the toque or the vest, like that would be kind of the product. So we're, right. we're exploring just about every option. Of course, some of them are, are not feasible. Um, some of the clothing items aren't feasible. Like we have uh, just for, just to sort of throw some variety in, in the collection, we have like a motorbike jacket. Um, like we, we're not gonna necessarily make that and produce it. Um, but you know, most of, the, most of the clothing items we can. And that the same goes with some of the head accessories. And, you know, it's sort of, sort of part of the plan too, that we have 
but there are other accessories that we can do. Like, yes, this is um, sort of this you know, streetwear culture brand, but there are a lot of other things that we, we can do as well. And, um, you know, the, the metadata, uh, you know, with, with Aptos NFTs, um, it's very easy to, to change. And I think we're sort of moving away from the culture of, okay, this is an immutable NFT, like it's going to stay this way forever. Um, you know, if anything, I, I think that there's a, there's a time and a place for that, right? Like you, you wouldn't want to change um, an ASAC monkey probably ever, right? Like that's, it's, it's um, immutable for a reason. But um, for a collection like ours, where you can really uh, play around with it, purchase trades, swap, there's a lot of th different things that you can do. And just because the trait doesn't show in the art in the metadata doesn't mean we can't attach different things to it, right? So if we sold, um, let me come up with a, a good example, um, a laptop case, right? Like we could build that into your um, metadata of your avatar. And so you have this collection of things within your, within your avatar that's basically like your bank. And then that bank can be displayed visually in an interface um, of course, it wouldn't be on your NFT, but you can see all of the items that you own just by connecting your NFT to uh, your or via Web3 connection. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks. Cool. Sounds really cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. that, you, that, like, I'm sorry, I'll add one more thing, and then I'll I'll, I'll pass off the the torch. Um, sort of what make, make what makes Aptus such a uh, amazing thing for this is like we want this to feel, it might get slaughtered for this, but you, you like you, you want this to feel like Web 2, right? Like a Web 2 user isn't going to jump right into Web 3. And I'm not trying to knock Solana too hard, but like you could you could send a, um, a transaction and, you know, you're just sitting there, like it fails a couple of times. Um, the finality is, takes a while. Like you just don't know. And I mean, the last 10, 15, 20 times I've sent a Solana transaction, um, especially swapping soul for USDC, it's, you know, like uh, you close out the phantom wallet, you open it back up and like, you still don't see the transaction going through when on Aptos, I've played around with it a lot. Like it's super, super fast. Uh, transactions are near instant and it's just that smooth, seamless experience. So like if you're playing around with your avatar and you're swapping traits out, like you want it to feel like you're playing with something that isn't on the blockchain. And I think Aptos, at least at this point, like it's gotten a lot of fud with this low, with the low TPS and everything, but like the finality is there. And I think the, fin the finality is key to making it feel smooth as possible. And with that, I'll pass. Nice, man. Yeah, so I just want to... All right, go on. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to point out two things. So one, Toby with the subtle uh, PFP change. <laughs> that max, freaking sick. I love it. It's so and, sick. Uh, <laughs> I freaking love it, man. And um, I also, man, like this conversation is making me extremely bullish on Aptos itself. And uh, the main reason is because we just launched Mainnet, right? And already we're seeing projects like Ansilva and Bulan and so many others that have some really sick plans, like really cool plans that I believe have a great opportunity to establish themselves and Web3 just generally. And Aptos has that from the very beginning. 
I mean, it's a it's a testament to how much NFTs have developed. I think it's a testament to the community that's being built on Aptos and uh, the future of what's happening here. Yeah, hundred percent with you. I've I've noticed that as as well. It's like, um, I think that when the Aptos news and hype started generating, um, you know, mid summer ish, uh, that people started exploring and realized everything that you could do with it. And of course, there are a lot of bad actors that you know are rushing to push out cheap projects. But you know, if you really take your time, you sit down, you think about what you can do, and and build on top of innovation that's happened on Solana. Um, and you know its predecessor Ethereum. Um, that like yeah, the, the result of that is we're seeing really really cool projects come out. I've already seen a couple so different dynamic like NFT projects. Yeah, I actually have a question for you real quick. Like uh, you know, I'm really really curious. You know, into what you guys are building, and you earlier mentioned um, swapping of traits, and I'm curious, is it like? something i remember you uh, tubes the other time they were building something like that where you know artists are able to create their own traits and then probably swap it or something of sort so is it going to be something very similar are artists going to be or are your holders going to be the ones creating traits that could be swapped or you know you guys design everything and then um the swapping happens or what what yeah that's a good question that's a good question. So, you know, we're going to keep this brand, at least from, from the get-go, um, you know, very curated by our own design team. Um, I think that's important to, you know, to, to streamline the brand, stay on our brand. So when you see an item, uh, an Insilva item, that you know it's us, right? And you, you won't necessarily get that if you have community contributing. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it's totally out of the realm of possibility, you know, we could have submissions and, uh, you know, if there are design professionals who uh, sort of get our, understand our vibes and, and you know, we, we feel theirs and I'm, I'm not counting that out, but at least from the get-go, uh, we're going to stay in-house and, you know, we have, uh, you know, clothing items alone. Um, so in the, in the collection, in current standing, there's like 70 or 80 between men and uh, men and women, different designs. A lot of them overlap. So like the, the design that you see, in the first image that I shared, um, the in silver uh, design, uh, in silver shirt with the the melting fire, that is one that is reflected. We have that design for both men and women, but there are women specific designs and men specific designs, uh, but most of them are unisex. Um, so we, uh, but in addition to that, we also have traits, uh, clothing traits that are sort of in the bank. Um, that are, are ready to go to be integrated into the collection later on so that you can swap uh, swap it out. And and I know pe- like people, if you have like this traditional mindset of, oh, well, like rarity is rarity, like my item is rare and you're adding new items, that's just going to make my item less rare. Like, it, you know, I don't really have a great answer to that. That's just who we are as a collection. And we're not going to shy away from um, the fact that this is not your traditional let me mint a rare and sell it for, you know, whatever this is. Um, no, that's not to say that there aren't attributes that are super rare. Like there are. So some of the elf skins are, are rare. Um, some of the headwear and the eyewear are rare. But as far as the clothing goes, which makes up uh, roughly a third of our collection, we just have so many items that it's hard to make. They're like, it's, I don't want to say everything's rare. So, but the item... 
I will say that the items that don't necessarily fit the streetwear vibe are more like um, maybe traditional traits, like the motorbike jacket or the bathrobe. Like we made those pretty rare, but a lot of like the streetwear designs, um, they're somewhat evenly distributed. They're like, there is a hierarchy and there is rarity, but it's, it's not as clear cut maybe as, uh, you know, the board apes, for example. Now that sounds, uh, sounds really cool. I'm super interested. I just wanted to, um, kind of just say one thing, um, because the whole, um, streetwear kind of thing is, is kind of almost like the web two version of NFTs. If you think about it, cause I mean, exactly. People, people will camp the Supreme drop and then they'll, they'll mint their Supreme hoodie and then they'll hold it for a little while. And then they have that chance to go sell it on secondary markets. Exactly. Just due to the, the scarcity and the supply and demand. Um, they'll usually be yeah. able to get a good return on their investment. Right. So I think what you guys are doing is honestly like a really, really interesting way to kind of bridge over some of those yeah. web two people. And I mean, the same thing with streetwear again is it's really it's really based on community right it's it's kind of a community of people that they enjoy the the project or the nft or the the streetwear brand and you know yes. they, they kind of go crazy for it so and we've done our best to to like include not just that audience because we understand like we we want to like we have a very specific uh you know as far as the streetwear goes we understand that he's not going to be interested in that but like we think our art is super strong and like if you find the right NFT, you'll be able to relate to it. Um, and but we also included things like the backstory and there'll be different dynamics and gamification that everybody's going to be interested in, um, even though like the 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 streetwear is like what we say we are. Um, and I think I, I'd, I'd, I'm not a huge fan of when collections advertise themselves as like a Web3 lifestyle brand. Uh, cause like, what does that even really mean? Like you're trying to do everything. Um, you know, like, for example, I love the art of the primates on Solana. Um, you know, I, I hold some, but like, per, this is just a personal opinion. It's not the team's opinion or anything like that. Uh, but it's like, they were trying, like, at least it seems to me like they're trying to be everything. Like they wanted to be like an Amazon FBA store. They wanted to be a streetwear brand. Like they wanted to do all of these things and be this web three brand but that same thing doesn't really exist in the real world. Like there's no web two brands that try to do everything unless like you're Walmart. Right. So, uh, exactly. that's, that's at least my, my perspective is that like, yes, we're very streetwear oriented. Those are our vibes. And we like throw a little bit extra in just so you can enjoy being part of the Insova community. Yeah. Expert of many master of none is what they say. I yeah. Think. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But, um, it looks like um, NG has has been uh, had a question here for a while, so I'm gonna go ahead and bring them up uh, and see if they have a question for you guys. Real quick. Yeah, so so real quick, uh, let me talk about something. I don't know. Um, in Silver talks about um, having unisex and masculine and feminine, uh, you know, traits, and then he just reminded me that um, bland art is actually, you know, I always feel excited when I remember that man we haven't released this art to to you guys because the art has has about has masculine gods has feminine gods has you know androgynous gods and has human-like and animal looking gods you know the, the the gods are all drawn from you know real life references from stories 
so we, we we've done our research we've looked into you know these tales and this um history basically of all these gods and then from the description of the gods from this from this um references is what we is how we now you know picture that god and then put it out on paper and then like it's it's really insane, you know. Anytime I remember that, I, I I still know some team members on this space that you know, they're still very excited whenever we're putting out sneak peeks. Like they haven't seen the sneak peek before or the art before, and it's it's actually it's actually very crazy. And uh, yeah, very nice. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into uh, Bulan here in a sec, but I just wanted to to ask in Silva maybe another another quick question, then we'll kind of switch over to Bulan, but um. I was just wondering, uh, what what was the main thing apart from what you mentioned earlier? Um, the main reason you guys chose to launch on Aptos? Yeah, so I, I I think it's a hundred percent the like if you want this to feel like a seamless Web two experience, then any other blockchain is not it, and that's sort of the aim of Aptos, right? Like they say that straight first and foremost is that they're trying to make this. Uh, you know, a, a blockchain that um, can be adopted by the millions. And I, I know at first I read that and it seemed cheesy, cliche, whatever. But when you really start using it, it's like, okay, this isn't just bullshit. This isn't marketing. This is, I mean, it is marketing, but at the same time, there's there's substance um, to back that up. Uh, and And like I said before, like just even doing a simple or even making a swap feels... 10 times smoother than anything on Solana. And you just, you simply cannot have those issues when you want to bring a brand to the people who are not using a blockchain, because if they have any hiccups, it's going to be like, why am I even using this? Like back to web two. Um, exactly. So like this was the first blockchain that like, cause we thought about using other chains, like, uh, you know, that there's, there's no hiding that. Um, you know, we thought about uh, Solana, of course, we thought about, um, you know, immutable X, you know, there, there were a lot of different routes that we could have taken. Um, but Aptos just, just seemed like the best fit fit for us. Uh, especially the way that, uh, I don't know how many, uh, super technical people that we have, um, in the audience, but just the way that resources are stored, um, on, on Aptos, like the, the dynamic NFT capability, uh, becomes extremely easy to write. Um, and, you know, we know that there's probably a, a massive shortage of move developers right now. There's some, I mean, there's a lot being onboarded to, to, to Aptos from Solana, um, but they're not necessarily going to be working on NFT projects. Let's just be real. So, uh, you know, we, we needed to sort of maximize the resources that we have. Uh, and just the move language uh, allows you to accomplish a lot with a little bit of code. Uh, and just to tie back, tie that back into the way that resources are stored, um, it, it does not take much time and effort on on the dev and technical side to accomplish what we want to accomplish. When on Solana, this would be, have to be something that you built with a reasonably sized dev team and, and constantly iterating on what you're doing. Um, so yeah, I think that's it in a nutshell. Very nice. Um, well, that that is very interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to. To see what you guys can do, I'm definitely going to be trying to grab a few, a few and silver NFTs for sure. Oh yeah, um, and and just last thing I'll mention, we're um, we're throwing a few cameo celebs into the collection. Um, oh, so sweet. W- one of them is uh, the weekend, 
which you can see, uh, I will share this here. So the weekend will be in the collection. Uh, and we're, we're in the design process of a, a couple of others right now. Um, so if, if you're a fan, they're, they're mostly going to be, you know, musical artists and, and celebrities. Um, but, but yeah, that'll, that'll definitely be part. Uh, if you're a fan, mm -hmm. go try to mint one cause they'll be one of one super rare. Very cool. Um, well, it looks like NG is back with the question. So, um, we'll see if NG has a question and then after that we'll switch on over to, um, Bulan and then we'll take some more questions at the end. Sure. Uh, Honored to be here. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing. That sounds that honestly sounds amazing. Uh, it's it's definitely refreshing, something I haven't really seen too much of, um, but definitely sounds really interesting. And just want to say thank you again for sharing. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks. Now the one you just posted too, that's sweet. I love it. It's uh, some nice art. Any weekend fans in the house? Oh yeah, I, I, I can go. get down to a, get down to some weekend here and there. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully NG can connect up here. I, I'm not too sure what's going on, but um, maybe while we wait, I just want to quickly ask um, if you guys have a mint date, uh, mint date um, planned yet? Yeah. So uh, not a hard date, but uh, I can say comfortably with within a couple of weeks. Very cool. Very cool. Um, hey, why? Yeah, one thing that I've learned from you know more of the web web two uh engineering side of things um you know, just as just managing pro uh, projects is that you take what the the engineer says and you multiply it by two so i i don't want to say a week when maybe that's when we we aim um you, you want to double that time so yeah, yeah I, I can say within within a couple of weeks yeah definitely don't want to rush it on on something like this because it sounds like you guys got a lot a lot riding on it you know oh yeah yeah, and and like like you can tell in the in the art and like our vision, what we're trying to do, everything is very high production quality and value, and there's no no need to cut corners right now when uh, the Aptos uh, ecosystem is just getting started. For sure, man. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and I uh, really appreciate you coming up here. I don't know if NG will be able to connect. It, it still says just connecting for me. I'm not too sure what's happening there. Yeah, yeah no worries. Well, I'll, I'll be. I'll stick around, and if anybody has a question for me, um, I'll be listening, but I'll be on mute for now. And, uh, again, thank you, guys. For sure, for sure. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, that sounds amazing. I'm looking forward to it. But um, I guess from here we'll, we'll focus on Bulan for a little bit here, uh, see, what, see what you guys got going on. I know you uh, kind of gave us a brief summary at the start, but I'm, 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 I'm interested in learning more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, basically, Bulan is just a, you know, it's a very, very vast and kind of diverse um, trading idea. You know, you know, we talked about trades earlier and all that. Um, we aren't, we aren't taking the, I think, I think I've mentioned it already, you know, we're already focusing on one of one gods. So, like, one of one hand drawn um, arts, rather. So like we don't we're not taking the approach of having traits and all that. Basically we're just having um gods from several subcontinents and um subcontinents in the in Africa, you know, different classes, different pantheons, different gender and background and everything. And then speaking more about our our utility, yeah. Uh 
the the I, I love what In Silver mentioned there about trying to do everything. You know, when you try to do everything, you really, really lose your um you, you lose your audience kind of because you know like why 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 are we heading towards this this direction? Like what's the point also? So Bulan is actually aiming to, you know, balance the whole thing. Yeah, we don't want to be. We already are established as kind of like a brand, a movement. It's not a myth and all that. But then we also want to, you know, stay valuable in the web present, you know, and providing a very useful utility. That's where the value-based ranking system comes in. Yeah. So our our developer is a is actually a Rust developer, and then Move is Rust-based. So like, it's actually very easy for him to, you know, morph and. Um, build what we have in our head and basically the value-based ranking idea is something that um, um, rather than sorting based off of the ranks that the creators have given us we take we index collections on marketplaces that are listed and then we kind of have a, an algorithm that sorts a sorts a, a, a an nft higher than other higher than others when it is um, you know more valuable to buy for example we have a rank 16 what about 500 aptos and probably rank 18 is what about you know um 300 aptos now of course rank 16 is higher than 18 and then one might you know be geared towards that's investors now might be geared towards getting you know something higher in rank or i don't know but then in this case the rank 18 is ranked higher than rank 16. And then it also helps you to advance search. It also gives you a price range. You're looking for the best value buy within 100 to 200 aptos. And then you are, you can, you know, it's kind of like groups it and then it could bring you a rank 12 and rank 25. Ranking is rank 25 higher sort of. And then basically just, you know, helps you make better investment and financial decision in just one um interactive interactive platform on our website so uh it is actually i feel like it's going to be a lot more than um than everyone is uh than, than you guys are expecting because it's obviously something you haven't seen before also an advanced search kind of thing where you know in a collection that is indexed you could literally search for like let's say gold or something and then you see all the all the nfts that have gold traits probably a gold crown or a gold skin or rather than just you know sorting based off of the filters that are provided by creators so you're looking for an art that you know looks like mickey mouse or you know kind of like an advanced search where the creator is giving you hints on what is going to be on the art and then you just you know search and then we we rank that for you so basically that is um the how the value based ranking is going to be and then much longer term is something we would like to call the museum because of course it should be criminal to not you know um focus on one of one art that we are preaching and pushing the narrative of so uh one of one artists are actually going to be very very um appreciated in our communities we've actually reached out to a couple of them on solana on eth and um you know we'll be kind of like uh I don't want to say incubating, let's say like promoting or, um, you know, commercializing them and, you know, making them just picking up artists that haven't gotten that recognition per se or platform to market themselves and then publishing them. You know, we set criteria, we get your artworks, we see how good you are and then plans to um, host virtual art shows 
virtual art galleries and then it is something that i believe by the time it is you know fully established in the longer run will you know make one of one artist very 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 um you know to look forward to coming to the Bulan art art show kind of thing we haven't of course figured out a name for what that would be called but then yeah yeah that that basically is what the museum is all about so like one of one artists we get them we build them from scratch probably have them um create their own collection you know use the community of Bulan to push them and then basically just um probably in the end of at the end of the day auction their art and you know everyone is happy the community is happy they're getting good art the one-on-one artist is happy and then everyone is you know literally just building from there yeah so i think that is a uh, that's for the most part that's basically what we're doing and i am very excited to you know share it all with you while we're launching on aptos i think um in silver mentioned aptos i mean aptos basically is a you know is it's at at the point at the moment when we made the decision it seems like a no-brainer i mean we came on here during the testnet phase and then we saw the scalability we saw the speed we saw the security and of course the compatibility with the developer as a as a rust engineer or move engineer so like it is it was something that testnets had had given you know um impressive performances and numbers and we're like I think this is this is actually this might be the future and this might be you know where we want to be at the time. Solana was you know I feel like Solana is very very crowded. I mean to you know source out your audience, should I say, or you know to basically to stand out might not be as um, might not be as fruitful as you would on you know other chains. And then with the drama and everything going on on Solana, it just it was like. You know, it was a no-brainer for us to launch on Aptos. And then I think we did a thread on on why we were launching on Aptos, basically explaining the tech technicalities and then um, what exactly we love about Aptos. Let me just pin that here in case anyone is not clear. So, yeah, so basically that is, um, I think that should be it about, you know, in-depth technicalities and then why we're doing what we're doing. Very cool. Yeah. And that makes sense about uh, choosing Aptos. I mean, you know, I'm not going to get into chain versus chain stuff, but right now it's kind of the place to be, and there's a lot of people checking it out from all different places. So you just cast a bigger net in, in a way, but you also get that privilege of being, you know, first movers, which is huge. Uh, kind of related to that, like you, um, uh, the supply for your project, can you remind me of that? 111 for the Gen 0. They are actually going to be two generations. Then the Gen 1 is actually to be announced. But then the Gen 0 is about 111. And, you know, every holder gets a drop the free Gen 1. That's amazing. And I'm guessing um, the 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 initial supply of 111, it must be because it's all one-to-one art, right? Like, you can't make a collection exactly, of, like, 5,000, exactly, yeah. uh, whatever, right? Poor <laughs> artist's hands would be bleeding. I mean, I mean, I mean, one art takes, like, takes days to complete. So imagine drawing the thousand, um, hand-drawing one-on-one. And then the artist really puts in a lot of work to make sure it's quality. And so, you know, trying to drop that quality for um, quantity is not what we want. So that's... That's 
No, that makes sense, especially, you know, it's a team card. I'm looking forward to it, actually. It's one of the ones that I've had on my watch list for a little bit now. So both of these projects, actually, now that I've heard in Silva, I'm even more bullish on them. Uh, it sounds like both projects have come up with some some great stuff. Uh, and really, the focus is on the art and then kind of community utility type stuff, which is amazing to have all that kind of rounded up and also at a high end level, like I think both your projects have. So yeah, some good stuff coming. We're here for it. For sure. For sure. Um, I'm just curious there, Bulan. So you mentioned the um, value-based ranking system. So it's essentially just going to be a kind of a platform where people can, pretty much find the the biggest bang for their buck kind of deal right like kind of the where they can find the the most valuable nft for the for the best price essentially is that is that kind of what you guys are going for yeah you know primarily primarily yeah it's going to work as a as a whole system for ranking then additionally that's where the value-based um implementation comes in it's going to work like um let's see how rare yeah how how rare works you know how rare you can um basically search for collections that you hold and then you see the ranking so if you you can you could basically just use it as a normal ranking system you know after you mint out the collection and then you want to check okay did i get a red did i get a legendary sort of thing but then it now has that additional feature that also works like kind of an aggregator whereby you see this you know you see this this nfts that are grouped and sorted based on the best value buy at the moment and then immediately you in one click you're at the marketplace and you're on that nft and then you're literally able to buy it right there so it's it's i think it kind of like you know helps you in sorting rather than scrolling on you know because i know i i have investor friends here that you know one of one of my friends when i introduced to the whole nft thing and of course i, I explained the concept of rare rare um, NFTs, epic, uh, epic NFTs and legendary. So, of course, he always wanted to go for the rarest and for the epics, but but then how he, he was um, picking them was that he would sort it from, obviously, the highest rank to the lowest rank and then start scrolling. And then he'll see, a, he'll see an NFT that's probably worth around, let's just say, 100 Solana. And then he says, hmm, I like this. I think I might take this and then he scrolls a little bit more and then he sees another one what 70 and he's like this might be a better buy than this other this other one that's worth 100 so like it is you know helping you to basically just sort it out and i believe when it all comes out it will be more you know simplified than how i'm making it sound on here because basically all this all these um ideas you really want to just simplify them as best as you can for user experience and yeah nice I'm looking forward to it, um, but I'm also I'm also curious because you mentioned before um, all of these Gen Zero 111 gods are actually um, kind of taken from inspiration from African, I guess, mythology and uh, lore and like actual African gods, I guess. So I'm, I'm I'm wondering if you can go into a little bit more detail about that and kind of um, why you guys chose to do that. I know you mentioned the whole team. I think you said the whole team is actually African. So that's that's really cool to see. You guys are kind of... Yeah, so um, the, the, the whole thing is this. Trying to find out African mythology isn't, you know, 
isn't as easy as trying to find out Greek mythology. And while like, that isn't, you know, that is kind of a loophole in the community or in the ecosystem today, or, you know, even the web two world at large, you know, you're trying to find out, um, we're trying to, we're trying to kind of change the whole narrative and then enlighten people on, you know, the culture and um, the, the whole mythology surrounding African, African gods. And um, we felt like this is actually the best way to go about it. So like we personally did our research, which wasn't easy, you know, coming, finding 111 gods at a point we are like 70 gods. And then we're like, we can't find any more, but we kept going because you, you don't want to release a collection of, because we actually had the plan of releasing 111 initially as the base collection. And then instead of, instead of selling it as, because we had the, you know, we had suggestions, we had ideas of kind of like auctioning them. Now, after getting this one-of-one art, the way probably Bogos do, does their own collection, you um, auction them one by one. But we just, you know, decided to, instead of that, why don't we make it a collection and then make another collection based off of the traits in the hand-drawn collection. So, yeah, that, that was that's the whole idea of, you know, um, basically filling that loophole in the African culture and the African mythology. So yeah, it's very cool. Man. And um, another thing I just wanted to touch on was um, you said a little ways down the road you want to be you, you're starting the museum thing and you want to kind of um, help out one of one artists and really support one of one artists and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just wondering if you could go into a little bit more detail about kind of what you guys' plans are for that and um, how you're going to facilitate the one-of-one one art scene on Aptos. Yeah, so basically we're going to, we're building a community here that actually, of course, um, you know, that will love the arts for what it is. And then um, I feel like the the one-of-one one community, the museum thing is going to be, you know, just um, promoting them, Yeah. The whole model and the whole system isn't fully formed, and then there's no, um, you know, more information about this is still going to come out soon. But then, it is kind of like uh, getting this one-of-one artist, getting them into the community. The you obviously have criteria to, um, you know, pass and to you know get featured on our art gallery and then our art shows, and then, you know, we promote them, get them to get their own collections, and basically just get um a big community of collectors and art lovers and one-of-one artists and yeah basically that's that's just the whole like idea behind the whole thing very interesting um i like the the kind of art focused approach with the background in the african mythology Uh, that sounds really exciting uh guys i'm sorry i got a bail i got an appointment i gotta jump into uh i love the spaces so far and uh yeah um I'm bullish on both projects. So I'll see you guys in your Discord serv- servers for sure. And uh, yeah, shout out to everyone, and I'll try to make it to these more often. It's a good time. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks for coming out, Toby. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Join our server. We'll throw you a roll. For sure, and appreciate it. Cheers. Amen. Great. Um, so that's that's very very cool. Thanks for sharing, Bulan. Um, it looks like we actually have a few questions uh, a few people requested to come up um so i'll bring them up here 
Um, or is there anything else you wanted to add before we jump into some questions there, Bula? Uh, not, not, not pretty much, no. I don't think so. Let's have the questions. Sweet. Yeah, let's, uh, I'll bring them up here. Uh, see what they got to say. Hopefully they got some questions or something for you guys. Oh, yo, what's up, guys? Hello, hello. Yo, you're welcome, guy. What's up in Silvar? Do you remember me? Uh, let's see. Yes, yes, yes. Did you find your computer? Of course. <laughs> yeah, see, I remember you. Okay. The millions of tickets, and I remember yours. Yes, now you remember me. So I just wanted to ask you that, how did you got this idea? About the... um, how did we come up with the idea? Yeah, about the project and yes. about the uh, art. Sure, yeah. So I don't know how long you've been on uh, the spaces for, but I gave a um, you know, synopsis of the, the story about the, the art and, and the collection. Um, but as far as the idea goes, uh, you know, I've said this on a couple of spaces so far is that you know, if you think about the term metaverse, right, you know, metaverse can mean a lot of things. You know, I, I always say that like Discord is, is the primitive metaverse, but of course it's evolving from that. And, you know, the ways that it can go is you have this sort of dystopian almost metaverse where uh, it's pretty much, just, it's going to stay crypto, crypto native. They spend all their time online. Maybe it'll bring in some new people. Um, but like everything that you own in the metaverse is purely digital digital goods that you aren't represented in real life. Um, and then the more uh, feasible and um, hopeful side, in my opinion, is sort of this um, hybrid metaverse uh, where you have this dual dimension, right? Where like if you're wearing an item, uh, you know, out and about, you can also wear it in the metaverse. And I think that's the better way to connect real people to like the, to, to the crypto, crypto metaverse that we all want to see come into fruition. Um, so that was sort of the backbone of the idea. And like, you might not believe us and that's okay, but like we were, when we were conceptualizing this idea, there was not, there was not really anything similar. Like there were some brands playing around with like, with or some web two fashion companies, like playing around with, okay, we're going to make an NFT and it's going to be a digital item. But there wasn't really this hard connection to where there's a one-to-one representation. And, you know, now a really popular buzzword is, you know, a digital twin um, or fidgetal, which uh, um, Artifact made popular. Um, I actually missed the, uh, the drop. They did a drop with um, Ramoa today, the suit, uh, luggage company. Um, but anyways, point being is that we wanted to be a web, uh, this Web3 streetwear brand that has real items that connects to to uh, physical items and, and help this dual funnel where Web3 users are becoming maybe more streetwear fans and vice versa, because the values between the two communities, like we've talked about already, um, are almost paralleled. So scarcity, community, um, you know, in the know, like if you know, you know. Um, so yeah, that's that was sort of, it, it just seemed like a very natural fit. And some of the team members that they were already in that field um, so it just it just made a lot of sense because 
when we started like clothing and digital items uh, or physically backed items were a part of it, but it definitely did not have the streetwear vibe, at least as strong as it does now at the uh, inception of the project. So when do you plan to launch your uh, merch? When can I buy it? When can I get when it? Can, when, when can you buy the NFT or when can you buy the physically backed uh, physical, NFTs? Physical merch. Yes. So the, uh, the designs are already complete. We've already uh, awesome. produced, we've already produced some of the items. And if you scroll through our timeline, it, it's, it's been a while, but I'll post, let me see if I can scroll back and find it real quickly. Um, we've already like have, have a couple of prototypes and we are working with a product design engineering team to build an NFC chip that will be embedded into our clothing. And let's see here. So this is from the Aptos meetup in uh, the Bay Area a few months ago, September. Okay. So we had designs uh, you know, manufactured by then. It's like now we're really in the process of uh, you know, finishing this NFC chip component to where you scan the item, it's stored in your user interface that we're building, uh, and then you'll be able to redeem the item and then or put it on your avatar. And we're going to lay all of this out very clearly. Like a lot of the stuff that I'm sharing now has not been made super public. Like people get the general idea of what we're doing, but we haven't clearly laid it out in like uh, a Git book or um, a long Twitter thread quite yet because we're, we're waiting for the right moment to do that. Um, so, but yeah, this, the tweet that I shared, you can see a team member on the upper right-hand corner is wearing it. And then you also have the avatar version in the bottom left. <clears throat> awesome. And uh, I apologize uh, that I could not be more active in your server and with you guys, because actually I have been working uh, on my own project I have already launched my social media uh, from the uh, from the name of Dapthos NFT. Basically, the idea is to uh, consult new NFT projects, and uh, with my experience, since I have been working with, uh, Hello, I have been developing can projects. Of can't hear you. Yo. Uh, Yo. Yeah. Can you can you hear me? Um, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Ranandit here. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How's it going? Yeah, I uh, just uh, wanted to know, was listening about uh, the integration of NFTs with street fashion, but uh, I just wanted to know, uh, uh, do you have plans to enter into the traditional fashion world? Like, uh, uh, for example... Uh, I was hearing about the African gods. Similarly, there are gods of uh, different countries like India. And there's a, for example, uh, I mean, um, in um, in Sylvia, I have seen uh, NFTs of mostly uh, women. And in Sanatan Dharma or Hinduism, there's a huge uh, list of goddesses who have uh, who are who have exclusive different exclusive and different fashion sense. So, uh, for example, Kali, he wear, uh, she wears a garland of uh, human skulls. So, uh, I mean, uh, do you have 
those i mean if you uh, mint those things those uh, uh, items as nfts uh, it will be more exclusive and more rare than uh, common street fashion uh, what i what i feel what um, uh, is my suggestion so do you have plans to enter into the mythological world like uh, greek mythology persian mythology even indian mythology so that so you will get a huge a huge uh, range of um, i mean fashion and as well as uh, uh, more rare and exclusive items which you can uh, share with uh, everyone yeah so that's a, a good question um, so like I, i shared previously we have uh, you know 70 80 plus clothing traits um you know many of which are not in the collection in current form but are going to be introduced later um and i also talked uh, we had the question of oh well is the community going to be able to insert any designs that they come up with and my answer to that and i i think this sort of encompasses your question is that right now we we are going to keep it in house it's very important that when you're starting a brand um that everything is aligned and congruent with your vision and your feel and your vibe right um so we want to keep it pretty streamlined for now uh but uh, like again like i mentioned previously we are not closed off to throwing new things in the collection doing collabs with other projects so for example if you started a project that was fashion oriented that focused on indian uh fashion and culture there might be room for a collab there right so um as far as our brand goes at the start um you know we want to preserve our our feel and culture um but but again open to things in in the future especially collabs with other projects and introducing those traits into to our collection and other collections as well sweet um yeah, thank you great to hear that and uh, got much thank you thank you for the question yeah thank you um well i think we'll take uh Mr. White's question here. No, I think we'll uh, get ready to close it down. We're a little over the hour mark here. Um, so I'll bring up uh, Mr. White here, and then we'll look at closing it down from there. So, Mr. White. Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. What's up? Without it. So I found out about this project. I think I was yesterday, and I was very skeptical about joining it. I was like, "Damn, you guys have a private Discord." I was like, "Damn, how to beg him today or how? I don't know who that is." Well, thank you very much for the invite. So my question is to Bullard. I want to ask, what are your future plans for partnership and collaboration? All right, so um, partnerships and collaborations. Currently, we have for the Jenjero collection, we have, you know, partnered with. We've announced a couple of them: the Monkey Dao, Tarabotic, and um, I think one that is yet that we're yet to announce is like an alpha here is the Solana Yacht Club. So like we have partnerships on them with the Jenjero, and then on the Gen One, they are you know we're doing a kind of pre-sale with the Solana Yacht Club. On a particular, on a limited percentage of the supply, but in the future we plan to, you know, um, build a community, of course, of um, 
very very genuine art lovers collectors and then um enthusiasts so the leader of course is on top of our reader and then a couple other one-of-one um artist community to collab and then basically just you know um come to a formal partnership with so for now that's all we have oh okay thank you very much yeah thank you for the question very well very well well um i guess if there's anyone else that has a question in the audience um request now this is probably your last chance um but other than that i just want to say thank you very much to and silva and bulan for coming up here today i'm 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 really interested in what you guys are working on you got me super bullish um thank you for having us man i'm super glad yeah yeah, i'll say the same it's been an honor and a pleasure Oh, looks like uh, we got one more question. So I'll bring them up here. Hello, man. Oh, wow. looks like we got a few more questions coming in. Well, I don't have uh, necessarily a hard cutoff if any are directed this way. Uh, I can take a couple more. Sweet. Uh, Maya, did you have a question there? You're, uh, you're up on speaker now. Hello. What's up, everyone? How's everyone going? Hello, hello. Hello. I'm great. Yeah, I have a question for the anti- anti-social society. Yeah. They were good. Sure. Anti-society app. Anti-social app. Sorry. Actually, my English is a bit worse, but I'm trying to speak. It's all good, brother. Yeah. Actually, I have a question that the team was doing very good in Nears. So why they wanted to come to Aptis? Okay, okay. Um, Dr. Dr. Crypto G here, you might be able to tackle that one a little better than I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to. So... The biggest, the biggest issue that we were facing with Nier was not the community itself. I mean, as you can see, the community that we built in the Antisocial Ape Club is something that has become a matter of something that is timeless, something that is quality. And even if you were to go into the Discord during the time of bear market, you would see it and recognize it as the most active server in the space. Now, the issue being was that Nier itself did not have the infrastructure set for continuous NFT development. In order to be able to grow the community, to be able to develop the infrastructure, to be able to scale the opportunities for our community, we needed to find an ecosystem that could better support us. And uh, at this moment, the Antisocial Ape Club, as our OG project, will continue to not only benefit but receive the um, receive the receive our efforts for development as we'll continue to build out products in near protocol we have the antisocial labs which is our developer agency and we're building out products in the space and uh, many of these projects were br- were bridging cross chain into aptos including the raffles now the max itself 
being able to build it on Aptos will allow us to scale the community and allow the allow the development and growth that any NFT project needs. The truth of the matter is we didn't have that opportunity on Neo Protocol. In the beginning days when Neo Protocol was just starting, the the infrastructure was there, the resources were there. And we were able to build out alternative streams of revenue, including the raffles, including the labs amongst our other projects that are in our pipeline. So coming to Aptos was a very strategic mood, a strategic move and in consideration of our community and allowing them to have the best opportunity to be able to grow and scale both internally and externally into different chains. That answers your question. Thank you, sir. I have a question again. You are developing. Uh, that's very perfect. Aptos is presently the most hyped network. But the upcoming hype network is Sway. SUI. So will you be again transferring your blockchain to Sui or not? Or you will be staying with Aptos only? So in anticipation of the collection on Sui, I cannot say that we would or would not. I think the lesson here is to understand that the cross-chain development and integration of our projects and of the community is something that needs to be the priority. Now, building on Aptos is the priority, building out the infrastructure, building out projects that contribute to the space. Now, if the opportunity prevent, presents itself on an alternate chain in the future, and it is something that is beneficial to the community itself, because that's the first priority, then it's something that we would consider, because an opportunity is an opportunity. Now, our priority will be to establish our network, in order to be able to support the growth of our members. Now, we have the, the blessing, and I use the word blessing, to say that majority of uh, many of our members from the ASAC community are builders, creators, developers, people who are, who are integrating their own success and uh, their own products into the space. And a perfect example of that is the Brub Bears community. These people are our family. These are the same people that we've been talking to as, as friends and family for the past 10 months. And so together, this community will continue to grow. And if Aptos is able to contain that of which this community needs, and there's no need to go anywhere else, then we will not go anywhere else. But it's a matter of need and it's a matter of the moment. What Aptos will look like in six months? Do any of us truly know what it will be? No, of course not. Though right now the opportunity is fresh and it is a perfect, a perfect environment for our community to be able to grow, develop, scale, and for us to bring even, to bring even more people into the fold and actively engage within us to build out their own projects, to contribute to the labs, to build out our own rhetoric, to contribute to the culture. And uh, so to answer your question, 
It may or may not be. It depends on what the community needs at any given point in time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I, and I have a question for the Bulan team also. It's a bit funny, but is Bulan a myth or not? Bulan is not a fucking myth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that answered. Uh, hope that answered your question there, man. Thank you, thank you so much for letting yeah. me speak. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for coming on. That's 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 by far the best question I've gotten on this week. <laughs> 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 um, so it does look like we have two other people that have requested. Um, I usually run these spaces for an hour, but we're we're going a little overboard. But I mean, there's lots of interest, lots of questions, so. If you guys are good to keep it going, we can uh, get these two questions off as well. Yeah, we love it. And uh, just I'll, I'll throw this out there that, uh, you know, we're definitely open to doing some, uh, you know, streetwear collabs with, with strong brands that have their, their own their own vibe that we can work in with our own. So, uh, you know, Mac Monkeys, uh, I think that just seems like a natural fit based on what you guys got going on. So uh, hit us up mm-hmm. if that's something you're interested in. Oh, that that sounds. Uh, I like the sounds of that. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Doctor yeah. Crypto G does as well. Yeah, spaces is rugging me right now. I I can't hear the question. Oh, um, I, I said we're definitely open to doing some collabs uh, as far as streetwear goes in our collection. So if you guys are open to something like that, or or you know, we're always open. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess his Twitter is kind of rugged, but I'll I'll oh, definitely good. fill him in. Maybe we'll have to make a little group chat or something because I'm we'll definitely be interested in something like that. Um, but anyways, it uh, looks like we have two more questions. I know citizen citizen one dot dot eth has been waiting for a while, so I'll I'll bring I'll bring them up, and we also have GB Green, and then we'll see what, we'll go from there. Hello, citizen. Welcome, welcome to the show. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Actually, the guy who spoke previously now and asked a lot of questions asked my question already. Wanted to ask some questions about that. Okay, but though you guys answered very well, and also I've been trying to like to read about the project i mean the white paper so i'm unable to find it so but you answered correctly now the guy who asked questions so i want to give you guys kudos though nice thank you thank you sir yeah i really appreciate that really appreciate that and actually i want to ask why you guys not doing collab uh for for max no no i mean you guys aren't interested in collabs which uh, which project is that? Mm, no, it's not a project actually. It is a DAO. It's DAO. Um, that's okay. I can answer this. So, right now, the wireless opportunities are specifically for the ASAC community. We want to make sure that the ASAC community has ample opportunity to be able to receive the MacList spots. Within the coming weeks, we're going to set up the infrastructure to be able to allow collaborations with with DAOs and other projects. So it's not that we're not interested. 
with the collab opportunities. We're focusing primarily on the community um, internally first, and then we're going to open up the opportunities for DAOs and such. So, um, I mean, you got time. You got time if you're trying to get whitelist for your your DAO or uh, another uh, group that's external to the max. Um, just stay in touch. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. We'll be expecting that also. Very nice. Hopefully, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, you are you uh-huh. answered correctly. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Um. So, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up um, GB Green, and then it looks like Mr. White and Mayan also have some more questions. So, we'll jump on the GB Green, and then we'll take uh, Mr. White and Mayan's questions after that. Hello, uh, GB Green. What's good? Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, so, um, Mark, Mark, yeah, is it Mark NFT? Yeah. So, I actually want to ask, why is the whitelist not actually been distributed yet to the to the members and to uh to Bulan and Insiva? I was in the Discord for like. A week, a month now. I've been trying to grind in, um, trying to get whitelist there, but I couldn't. I actually uh, wanted to come in through a coffee cartel and then trying to get a whitelist, but it's been rough. Um, I think you yeah, he broke up for me. Yeah, I think he may have disconnected. I thought it was me again. I was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> okay, well, in case, he can, uh, in case he can hear, I'll go ahead and answer the first part of his question. So as long as you hold an ASAC NFT, your whitelist spot is reserved. The Discord server is uh, not even open for general chat yet, nor do you have roles. Right now, you jump in, you can listen to some nice classic music and, um, and just chill. So... Hang tight for the whitelists. Uh, and like I said, as long as you have the ASAC, your spot is reserved. There's no question about that. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and he said, he said he's been grinding for about a month. I think we just opened like last week. <laughs> it's cheeky, cheeky guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice little laugh. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Um, so it looks like we have a few more questions here for Mr. White and Mayan. So I guess we'll start, uh, Mr. White. I see you've had your hand up patiently okay. there. All right. Thank you very much, Jane. Um, I'll ask a question. So I recently got into this NFT space. I think this month, when Hapus launched and everything, and I will I don't have a lot of idea about it, but I'm learning get that. So I want to ask a question. What should I look out for when investing in an NFT project? Can you repeat that question, please? Yeah, I said, I said what should I look out for when investing in an NFT project? Yes. Just, just to clarify, um, if you wouldn't mind muting yourself. So was the question, what are you looking for when you're trying to invest in an, an NFT project? Is that what the question yeah. was? Yeah, that's a question. Okay. Um, I'll speak for myself. So I 
I'm looking for a few things. One, I'm looking at the founders and I want to understand who these individuals are and what their background is and what their impression has been on the space before the NFT project. And it may not just be in the Web3 space, it may be in the Web2 space. It may be that these are professionals from the Web2 space who have recently come in, but these people have a strong history of developing businesses. Now, it may be that they're in the Web3 space and they may not have experience in building out businesses before, but in their history within the Web3 space, are they people who understand the space, who contribute, who understand the market and have an ability to build? And so assessing the founders is, an, is a very important part of this. Second, you need to be able to understand the culture. Now, that much is very apparent and can be like very quantitatively measured through socials and engagement, how well they're able to move crowds and their ability to develop new metas. Beyond that, then I look at the actual technical infrastructure. Because I do believe in the power of the social power of NFT projects. And uh, there doesn't necessarily have to be a strong technical or developer infrastructure for a project to be successful. Because a lot of those things can, can come along the way. And uh, there are many projects who are great examples of what that looks like. Developers can always come. Developers can always join. But the culture itself is very difficult, very difficult to establish. And so if they have a strong development infrastructure, and I think that they have a strong business model or roadmap for business and alternative streams of revenue, then I'll also consider a project like that. But the first two, frankly, in my opinion, are, are oftentimes more important. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, just to add on that, another thing that I definitely look for is um, an engaged community. And that's one of the biggest things I think in NFTs is having a strong community. I mean, you can have the best utility, you can have the best team, but if the community is not there, um, you're honestly not going to make it that far. Um, so definitely community on top of all those other things as well. Um, but I think mine might have had another question. I don't know if you still have that question, but I'd do you remember seeing your hand up earlier? Uh, I still have the question. Uh, I was asking, the DAOs will get the whitelist spot for MacList. The Ape and the Ezek Society will receive whitelist for MacList. But what about being an ordinary guy? I am not being a fan art or anything. I, I'm telling you, seriously, I'm a businessman. And I don't have collapse with any DAO. So what should I do to get the Maclis spot? Right. Um, well, you know, tuning into the spaces is definitely a good start. You know, coming up here and interacting with us, asking questions, that's a good start for sure. But um, beyond that, um, we're, we're going to try and do some kind of creative approaches to the whole Max list. You know, um, I think we're going to be fairly picky with our DAO collabs because, I don't know, the way I see it is, when you do too many DAO collabs, it kind of just brings on flippers, right? Um, you want people that actually care about the community, care about the project. So we're going to definitely take a really tactical approach to, <laughs> to the whole DAO collab thing and giving out the maxis. I don't know what that sound was, but um, yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Most definitely. I'm, I'm going to add on to this as well. The 
the ASAC community and the ASAC culture is the most important thing to us. And it is the thing that is most important to keep dignified and with integrity. And like YFM was suggesting, these DAO, these DAO collabs are not necessarily the way to go because you're introducing the opportunity for so many people to just come and flip the project. We want people, I like. I would rather have, and, and, and this is the dream for any project, right? I would rather have 10,000 individual holders rather than a bunch of DAOs coming in and taking up a majority of the whitelist because these people are not actually going to contribute to the project. They're just going to flip and they're going to suck liquidity out of the market. So frankly, somebody like yourself is more important to the project than a DAO. And I mean that sincerely. Individuals like yourself who actually care about the brand, who care about the vision, who want to be a part of the culture, right? And then ultimately, that's a question for yourself is, is the is the Max community going to be a community that you see yourself vibing with? Is this a community that you enjoy interacting with? Do you like our friends? Do you like how we talk? Do you like what we're building? And if the answer to that is yes, then I mean, naturally, very naturally, you're going to become integrated into the community. And at that point, if you're present in the community, you're somebody who is who's active and that love for the brand and for this, this collective is apparent, then it will be recognized. And then also like, like YFM said, we're going to have some cool, like innovative, fun approaches to how you can get a Mac list as well. So little competitions or um, different lists and things like that. I have personally seen in Aptus Banana, Aptus Monkey, that people are saying banana, banana, banana. And in Brew Beers, people are saying brew, 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 brew. That's not the cup of a tea of an individual because they are bots. They are bots. How do you provide your society from helping from those bots also? So the way I see this meta currently, uh, uh, I, we, can, we can say that it is very difficult to assess the quality of how many times somebody says bananas and how engaged that person is to the community and how how good of a contributor they will ultimately be. And that's why the alternate alternative approaches to these whitelists are important. For example, the Brub Bears have their talent show. Now, the talent show is freaking fantastic. You go on, you sing, you have fun, you engage with the community in a way that's meaningful, right? That's a meaningful approach to getting a whitelist, then great. So we're going to be exploring multiple, multiple different um, avenues such as that, where you can actually show your personality, engage with the community and be present. Thank you so much. I, I, I actually joined the Blue Bear space today morning only. And I've seen that there's a lot of talent in this space, which is hidden yet. Yeah, that, that talent show was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I was in there for about an hour. A lot of, a lot of talented people. But it's kind of like what we were mentioning before, you know, like the people going up on the talent show and 
you know, singing in front of 500 people. Um, those are the kind of community members that we want. And I think any NFT project should kind of strive for um, because those are the people that actually care. They're going to actually be a, be a solid holder. They're going to spend time and actually want to want to be a part of the community. They're not just there to make a quick buck and move on to the next flip, right? Um, actually, they are only the true builders of a community. What I personally feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, but actually, I'm, I'm going to have to get going here pretty soon. Um, it's The space is running a, a little longer than I thought. It's been great, though. A lot of, a lot of great questions. Um, learning from Insilva and Bulan has been, has been great. Um, so I'll take, I'll take GB Green's question as the last question. And then uh, we'll go from there. Uh, what's up? What's up, GB? Do you have one last question? Said earlier about the bro, 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 bro thing. I have been in bro beers for like a month now, trying to get the whitelist, but seems like I couldn't. I couldn't even try to figure myself out right now, and I seriously need this. And they are trying to give it out to DAOs, which I think it shouldn't be. So I think what's yeah hello <clears throat> um someone mentioned like a guy a speaker said yeah he answered the question about DAO he said most of the DAO doesn't um, let's say it doesn't bring much advantage to projects and. Speaking of which, and why do you say that? One, you said they, they do suck liquidity also. So, a guy spoke about that. So, why do you say that? Okay. So, I think that um, I think that GB got rugged. And just for the audience who have a, a similar question as as him, um, the whitelist the whitelist allocation is not a perfect process. And it's easy to feel frustrated, especially when you are in a Discord and you've been doing this brubra for for a month. And this is why it's important to get involved and engaged in different alternative ways. It's important to get involved in alternative methods of receiving the whitelist. And even then, it's not promised. And so I say that because it's the truth. And two, it's up to you to get noticed, ultimately. It's up to you to get noticed and to be a contributor and to provide quality to a project. And if you are providing quality to a project, I can speak for myself as a founder, that it is recognized. And if I see that you've done something innovative or you've added some degree of culture to, um, to the project, then I don't forget that. I take a note of it. And then you're rewarded accordingly. So I understand. And I think that the bra bears are doing a wonderful job at allocating their whitelist and uh, making sure that active communities are being recognized. But again, um, you literally have like 50,000 people that are trying to get a whitelist. It's not going to be a perfect process. You do need to be patient with it. And, uh, having persistence is um persistence and patience is key 
um, I think we should end the space here um, <clears throat> and take that as having been the last point. Let's give, if, and I'm sorry, citizen, we'll, we'll have time to continue this conversation at a, another point. Um, but I would like to just give in Silva and Bulan a chance to just address the crowd and um, say your say any last things and, and we'll close it off for today. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, again, thank you for having us on your honorable spaces. Um, you know, just regarding, you know, the last topic of, of conversation, it's, it's just a, you know, a hard game to play. Um, you know, even even the way that we all saw Utes do their thing, right? Like a, a new project without a previous brand and, uh, you know, recognition can't really follow that model. So I think what the Brub Bears did was, was really cool. It's obviously worked out really well for them and they've generated a ton of hype over it. Um, what we try to do is, uh, and it's maybe the, the same old game, but, you know, just trying to get people who you can tell really, really care, who really, really want a whitelist and are just going to going to try to sell it. And like, don't get me wrong, that is extremely hard. And we dedicate a lot of time and resources to making sure we're giving whitelists to the right people. Um but yeah, like, I mean, we, we've seen in the last few months, it's just this problem has not 100% been solved. At least a solution has not been developed that can be applied universally. Like, again, I think if you have a big brand, you can do something like the Ute List, but a new project, it's just not feasible for them to do it. Um, but yeah, thank you for everybody for tuning in. We'd love for you to join our Discord. Um, good luck to the Mac Monkeys. Um, I'm always already floating a couple of ideas around in my head as far as what the collab would look like. You guys have the, you know, the garage vibes. Um, so I, I think that there could be something really cool there, uh, that, that we do. So, um, we'll start a group, group DM later on, if you guys are open to it and, uh, continue the conversation and we'd love to be on another spaces with you as well. 100%. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Um, just want to say thank you again. Yes, you guys, when is the next Twitter space going to take place? Uh, so it's every Thursday, um, 5 p.m. UTC. Actually, I think the, oh, next, one, nice. the next one will be Thursday at 3 p.m. UTC just to accommodate one of the one of the guests we have in a different time zone. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. cool. That's cool. That's cool. Does anyone have Bro Busy, actually? Yeah, so real quick, um, talking about the allocation of whitelist spots, and I'm sure there are a couple of people on the space that, you know, are also, you know, looking for how to get on Bulan's whitelist. Of course, it's a very, very limited supply. So, like, I feel like I don't think, you know, typing bro, 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 like 50,000 other people on a Discord server is going to, you know, make you stand out to get a spot. And what I would always advise anyone, you know, as a founder and also as, you know, someone that's gotten whitelist sports before I became a founder, you have to, you know, be creative with standing out. You know, you have to show that you have to show that you have value. You know, I feel everyone has their own unique strengths and, um, you know, if you get creative and then this space really, really appreciates creatives. So, um, you know, just just take take a whole different approach. Threads, fan arts, videos of high quality, you know, high profile tweets. There's some threads and there's some threads that you put together and you, you when you read it you know that it is kind of lazy. You know, you want to show that there's work ethic in, you know, 
providing value and you're intentional about you know wanting to join the community because of course our supply is very very limited so only the high profile tweets only the high profile creatives are definitely going to get in and yeah I, f- I feel that's my two cents on the whole thing and um thank you guys for having me it was a pleasure you know talking about my passion and i really hope to do this some other time yeah um so uh, i guess we'll close it out from here i just want to say a huge thank you again to and silva and Bulan for coming on um you guys got me really interested you got me super bullish i'm definitely gonna be hopping in there and paying close attention to you guys' projects. Um, I also just want to say thank you to everyone that came up for a question and thank you for everyone who tuned in today. Hope you hope you enjoyed the show. Um, yeah, man, but, it was fun. Yeah, I'm going to hop yeah, off, yeah, but yeah. Uh, everybody have a great day and feel free to hit us up in Discord if you have any follow-up questions. We'll be there. For sure, for sure. All right, guys. Yeah, well, this has been the Anti-Social Show. Uh, thank you guys for coming out and uh, we'll catch you in the next one.